<laughs> Season one, let's do it. Hey, beautiful humans, you're listening to the Human Experience Podcast, hosted by me, Kiara Marie. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I'm here to share my human experience, as well as have these raw and powerful conversations with leaders in the health and wellness space. The Human Experience Podcast began because I truly believe our souls are here to experience a wide range of emotions, make mistakes, own our past traumas that led us to make them, and face our deepest fears in order to grow. The Human Experience is a conversation about self-development, conscious awareness, normal human responses, and connecting mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. The Human Experience promises to deliver authenticity and diversity. The Human Experience community is a group of humans doing the work so they can live their lives to their fullest potential and are here to break intergenerational family patterns so that generations to come can too. At The Human Experience, we're diving deep. Thanks so much for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's me. Yara, host of the Human Experience Podcast. So happy you're here. I'm very excited about today's very special guest, none other than Allison Rupert, Allie Rupert on IG, uh, Allie Rupert on YouTube. You may know her because of her makeup tutorials. This beautiful woman. Mm. Oh, Allie Rupert. So Allie and I have known each other, um, gosh, I mean, I really started to hear about Allie in high school, I think, but we both like grew up in Northern Virginia. So we've had the same mutual friends for a very, very long time. Um, it wasn't until after college or no, it was, I was still in college. Yeah. I was still in college. A friend of mine had gotten her makeup done by Allie and I was like, girl, hook it up. Who did your makeup? Um, So then I hit up Allie ASAP. And like the next week we were like in her room. She was doing my makeup, having deep conversations. Like right off the bat, it was just being around Allie's presence. Like she was just here. Like, can I, can I make you tea? Like, can I make you comfortable? Just like, just all about you. And that's something I'll never, ever forget about Allie. Just making you feel at home when you're around her in her home or not. She's still trying to help in whatever way she can, because that's who Allie is. That's what, oh my God, I can't see her name. (laughs) That's what Allie embodies as a person every single day. Allie will literally like do whatever she can to help take anything off your plate, which is something that we discuss as a form of codependency. (laughs) Um, Codependency comes in many forms, not just being so attached to someone, um, not willing to go anywhere alone, which was me at one point. Um, I have definitely grown so much away from that. But now I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, codependency, codependency in the aspect of needing to help others, needing to heal others. Um, and that is out of balance as well. So Allie and I just chat about her and, you know, her life plans, where she plans on going, what she's doing. She has so much talent, you guys, so much talent within the makeup space, um, as well as just empowering women, which is why I titled the podcast, um, the empowered woman, because Allie has had a really, um, inspiring childhood. Um, Allie lost, lost her dad at an early age and she just grew up all around women. Not to mention those women are all Sagittarius women, (laughs) And if you know anything about Sagittarius, no, I'm just saying that in a negative connotation, but it's really not. I just think of Sagittarius women or Sagittarius people in general as very grounded, very bold, direct people. And I feel like that's what I get from Allie. She's very fierce, but she can also be very gentle and motherly and nurturing. 
Um, especially, especially loyal to the ones that are in her life on a regular basis. And what I love about Allie and I's friendship is that you don't have to talk every single day. You don't have to talk often. You don't have to talk every week. But when we do talk, it's like freaking therapy. And I love it so much. So I'm grateful for this friendship. And I've learned so much from this woman. So I I really think you guys will learn a lot from her too, just from hearing her speak about her experiences here on the pod. I appreciate her um, opening up here. So yeah, give us your honest feedback, guys. Share the episode with your friends, your fam, anyone who knows Allie, or if you just feel called to share the episode. Um, But yeah, I'll stop talking now. Enjoy the show. Do you want to be in optimal health by having better digestion, glowing skin, better sleep, and more energy? That's where I come in. I help women heal so they can own their bodies by having better digestion cycles and moods. My customized programs are for you if you have thyroid issues, gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, acne, or other chronic conditions, and if you're committed to making the food and lifestyle changes needed in order to reach your goals. If this sounds like you, shoot me an email to schedule your free discovery call at kiaramariewellness at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey everyone. Um, I'm so excited to have my very good friend, Allie Rupert, here on the show today. We're going to chat about a lot of things. Um, but really, I just want to get to know Allie a little bit more. I want you guys to get to know Allie a little bit more and her background and how she got to be the woman that she is and how independent she is and how inspiring she's been to me. She's the one who got me even started on podcasts. Do you remember that, Allie? Like years ago, you sent me like the ultimate health podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I still love that podcast. Yeah, it is a good one. But you really kicked it off for me. So I have you to thank for so, so much. Um, thank you. Yeah, I just want the people to get to know you. We're going to chat about her being a boss babe and just what she does like on a regular basis. I know Allie's pursuing a lot of things in her life right now. And I think her story is really inspiring. So I just want the people to hear. Thanks, girl. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm so uh, excited. I'm like giddy in my <laughs> chair right now. <laughs> Me too. Um, all right. Well, let's start off with okay. how you are today. I know it's a loaded question, but I'm always yeah. like to ask, you know, especially with everything that's going on. You know, I'm actually good today. It's Saturday morning and um, I spent a lot of time with my nephew and I'm drinking some tea and it's pretty nice out today. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing okay. I feel very calm today and very kind of in like a giddy mood. So <laughs> pardon my giggling. I do giggle a lot in general, but the giggling might be Extra. because I, like you said, I love podcasts so much. It's like my dream. Um, I've, every time I like run into someone, I'm like, oh my God, do you listen to podcasts? And they're yes. like, no, Allie, we don't want to listen to your podcast. And I'm just, now I'm on one. So I'm like, I'm kind of in like a trans space right now or something. Yeah, that is. So <laughs> but I'm good. Funny. I'm really good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I remember you telling me the exact same thing. I remember we were in your room and uh-huh. you were like, no one wants to listen to podcasts. You're like, I'm so happy that you love podcasts. <laughs> yes, they're the best. They've changed my life. Seriously, when you told me about podcasts, I was like, what is a podcast? Like, isn't it just like, I'd much rather watch TV or something. But now like, I never watch TV. Yeah, And it's always a podcast a day. Um, and there's just, yeah, I love podcasts. Um, podcast groupies over here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's back it up. Let's tell the people how we met. Um, I think, I mean, we've known we've, okay. We grew up in the same hometown, just like different sides of it. We went to mm-hmm. neighborhood high schools and middle schools and mm-hmm. elementary schools. <laughs> yes. We didn't really, really know each other until um, 
mid-college I would say or at least when I was yeah, yeah I was like going to VCU and then my friend Joey you know Joey um yes Estrada she went to go get um her makeup done by you and I was like oh my god Joey who did your makeup and she was like my friend Allie and I, and immediately I like sent you a text message I was like do you want to do my makeup and you're like oh yeah. my gosh that's right that is how we <laughs> met I was trying to think like did we meet through like like, I couldn't remember exactly, but now I, and it's very clear to me now. I remember doing your makeup. Yeah. That was, like, so long ago now. So long ago. And long story short, like, we had just a bunch of mutual friends. Yeah. And then, I guess, through the years, you know, I would come back home and, like, hit you up. And then you do my makeup sometimes again. And then Allie ended up actually moving to Richmond to go to VCU as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we were a little bit closer. But um, I want you to tell the story of like what's going on in your life right now yeah so um let's see what's going on in my life right now um I would say I'm well I graduate from VCU in about three weeks um so excited about that and of course it's like virtual so I I don't know (laughs) if they'll just email me my diploma we talked about this yesterday I don't know how that works (laughs) yeah um I'm Strange sure times. I'll get my ceremony someday but um really really mm-hmm. excited to finish college I kind of like went to college for a few years out of high school decided it wasn't for me and then I went back and so I'm really proud of myself that I pushed myself later in life to finish so um, looking forward to that and I'm actually staying with my family right now in my hometown in Nova and I'm about to go back to Richmond um, in a couple weeks to finish out my lease on my apartment and I'm basically just um, creating a bunch of content um, for my Instagram and my YouTube, working on my blog, actually because of you finally getting ready to start a podcast Yeah. <laughs> because I saw that you did it and I was like, okay, yes, that's like the push I needed. I needed like to see that it's really possible for me. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that's what's going on with me pretty much. Yeah. So many moving parts for Allie and I think it's all really exciting and I think we have a lot to look forward to from you yeah. Um, on the makeup space and everything. So what's the intention with like the whole career path? Like where is it? Is it makeup? Is it overall just women's health? Like everything? Yeah. Women? So it's definitely, um, definitely makeup is always going to be something that I want to create content for. I've really strayed strayed away in the past few years from like actually being a professional makeup artist, like doing makeup on other people. I don't really know why, but my passion for that isn't quite as strong. But as far as like creating content, like videos and YouTube videos Mm -hmm. is really a passion. I love like sharing information on products that I find with people and trying stuff out. So Um, The overall goal, though, for me is to just be a content creator, um, to be able to work online and from home and have my own business. So I have, um, you know, I I have my page where I put out makeup and then I'm also working on a kind of lifestyle, overall lifestyle blog and brand. And it's called Spoosty. And um, it's still really, really new and in the works. But um, that's going to be basically everything but makeup. There'll still be makeup on there, but it's going to be everything else like wellness, recipes, travel, and all that stuff. So I would say overall, my career goal is to basically just be a blogger, be a content creator. I love it. And you totally have the personality and drive and everything that you need in order to be a a blogger. And tell us what spoosty means. Oh, yeah. So I really love this. Place. I love it so <laughs> it's much. It's so silly. Okay. So I used to work at this cafe. It's in our hometown. It's called Joe's Cafe. Shout out to Joe's. It's literally <laughs> like the place I grew up. Um, I mm-hmm. worked there for almost 10 years, actually. But um, there's this older Italian gentleman, and he was kind of became like a grandpa figure to me over the years. And um, he would come in and we would chat. And I'm always like dropping stuff and like my hair's a mess a lot and I'm just I'm just kind of a messy kind of like out there person sometimes and and mm-hmm. he used to call me spoosy and I didn't know what it meant and he kind of basically explained that it's like an old Italian kind of slang word that just kind of means like messy and perfect and kind of just like cute like just kind of a beautiful mess I guess so I love it yeah I love and um, it it was one of those things where like someone told me that like he called me that at a younger age and I kind of identify with it in a positive way and was like oh wait like 
I can be a mess and be admired. This is great. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's kind of the idea of like the blog. I want it to be a place um, where women can come and and look at stuff and feel um, connected and related and not um, like it's coming from a place from above them, if that makes sense. I want it to feel Mm -hmm. very like, um, I don't know, like I'm their friend and I'm sharing like where I got my jeans or how I made my quesadillas or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like, it's a good resource. And especially when it comes to like, you have a friend, like we know you and we're getting to know you a, a little bit more by you sharing the ins and outs of your life and how to do these things. And it's, it's so helpful because I think a lot of people don't, and they, we want to ask each other. I think you were the one telling this. We want to ask each other like, Ooh, where'd you get that top from? Or like, Ooh, where'd you get those pants yes. from? And now you're going to have a place for women to go to and know where to click and know, yeah, and have those resources. I love that so much. I think it's going to do so well. And I love that name. I love how it flows. I think it's a nice feminine touch, but it's, it's so simple. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really like um, grateful that I found something that's kind of like a weird word that kind of sticks, but it has like Mm -hmm. a good story. So I'm really excited about what's to come with that. A really good story. And um, let's see. So let's back it up a little bit further because when I think of Allie, I think of someone who's really independent and just so direct. And <laughs> to a fault. To a fault. No, but I, I, I love it because that's something I almost lack sometimes. And so you've been really inspiring that way. I know I've gone to Allie several times and I love her conversations that we have. They're so deep and inspiring. And every single time we have a conversation, I'm like, I feel like I just had therapy. (laughs) (laughs) And you tell me like it is. I feel like that with you too. I really do. Aw. Well, you tell me like, like what I need to hear. Yeah. Even though I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? And I feel like that comes from the background that you've had, you know, growing up all around women. Yeah. I think this is really cool. So tell us about your, um, your childhood and and how you grew up. Yeah. So, um, I grew up with all women, basically. My mom, um, was a single mom. So, um, and I have two sisters, two older sisters and, um, So my dad passed when I was about five or six, and I don't really remember him. I have some memories, but all in all, I basically grew up with just my mom and two sisters, and my mom is a fiercely independent woman. She is absolutely amazing. Um, She's just always provided for us, and she's always been independent. Um, She's, you know, she never really dated or brought men around us growing up. Like, she was just, like, a boss, and she still is, and... um, She's just super like confident and just she just handles her business. And I think I learned a lot of that um, independent um, qualities from her and then my sisters as well. They're both very direct, very outgoing, outspoken females. So I think just growing up um, in that environment just empowered me in general because I basically grew up watching a woman um, take control of her own life and not not, you know, obviously my mom. um you know, deserves love. And hopefully I, I hope she finds love one day, but she kind mm-hmm. of just showed me that you don't need to have a man to have a fulfilling life. And mm-hmm. um, kind of like, I always think of like the share quote where it's like, men are like dessert. <laughs> like I love dessert, but I don't need it to survive. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. So it's like a funny little share quote. Um, and it, it perfectly describes how I was not maybe intentionally wasn't raised that way, but it kind of translated that way for me. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I think that that plays a huge part in who I am. And um, I'm really grateful for it. Now growing up, I do remember being like, Oh, I wish I had like more male figures around and it caused some other emotional issues in my life. But all in all, it's definitely shaped me to be who I am. And I'm a Sagittarius. And so are <laughs> this is crazy. So it was both of my sisters and my mom. Oh my god. Are you serious? I'm so serious. It's insane. Wow. That is crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that was a heavy household for sure. Heavy household. Mm-hmm. I love it though. Mm-hmm. I feel like that definitely empowered you to um 
tap into your creative genius and just create the woman that you are today or help create the woman that you are today. Obviously, like take what you what you love and leave what you don't. Yeah. Um, so how do you think that helped you with tapping into your creative genius? Like, cause I think you're really creative. Oh, thank you. You know, I didn't ever actually see myself as creative, um, for the longest time and still sometimes I don't identify with it personally. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's interesting cause my mom always says this to me. She's like, I don't know where the heck you got this. Can I cuss on here? <laughs> but yeah she always says like because I've been doing makeup artistry since I was 18 and there was no one in my life that introduced me to it like I just came upon it and I don't know where because neither I was gonna ask that question yeah like, what drove you because you it started in high school when you started taking the classes so it actually right? started so in high school I was just into makeup um, but not really, you know, more than the average senior girl. But it was really when I went to Harrisonburg. I went to community college in Harrisonburg um, at Blue Ridge when I was 18. And it's funny because it actually kind of started from me being a super homebody because so I was living in this apartment with, um, you know, a couple other girls that you and I both know. Yeah. And um, wait, huh? I said, oh, right. oh, okay. yeah, said- <laughs> yeah. So um so a lot of I would go out as well sometimes but a lot of the time I would just stay in and I was doing makeup for like a lot of girls some of the girls I lived with and then some other girls in like sororities I would just do their makeup and stay home because they would want to go out that's right so I got yeah. really into yeah. it and then I would be mm-hmm. home a lot alone so then I'd start playing with makeup and then I kind of just realized college wasn't for me at that time so I basically moved back home and told my mom, this is like 2012. So this is like kind of before doing makeup online was really like a job for people. I think people were just starting to like do influential stuff online, like on Instagram. So yeah, I just went home, told my mom, like, I want to be a makeup artist. And she was like, well, I don't know how the heck you make that happen. (laughs) But I don't know where I got it from. Like I no one else in my family that I really know of is artistic. So I don't know exactly where it stemmed from. But I do think that um, it saved my life. Like it has saved me because it's like my own personal thing that um, Mm -hmm. I just get to go into this like space and do my makeup or create something. And it just I don't know, it fulfills me like it's an intrinsic reward. It's amazing for me. I'm sure it's like really calming too like when you're you're in your own space and you're taking your time like doing your makeup right it's almost like a form of therapy for you absolutely I think it definitely is and I feel like when I don't give myself time to do it I am so on edge I'm so Mm -hmm. bad and you know what's amazing (laughs) is I've noticed in this time during quarantine that um, when I wake up, the first thing I do is, you know, I go for a walk, I take a shower, and then I sit down and create content. And it is the best thing I've ever done, because I used to do a million other things and then leave it for last. And it's just totally changed my life. So I think um, creativity in general is just in any form, like even cooking, making up recipes. It's just I like creating. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's your art. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, so backing up a little bit, I'm going to bring up some some stuff. <laughs> Let me take a sip of my tea. <laughs> Get ready for this. I, yes. Um, you had mentioned that growing up all around women, you, you know, you loved that aspect, but it also brought up some other emotional struggles. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yeah. So of course, didn't realize any of it until I was a little bit older and actually went through, um, you know, relationship trauma and just friendship trauma. Um, I had no idea that I had these, like, I I don't like to call them daddy issues because that's such a, I don't know, that's become such a silly word. Like people use it in such a light way. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because I, number one, I noticed that when people say it in a funny way, I get like super triggered. Because mm. I'm just like, it's not funny. But yeah. I also find myself like you don't really know too, like in a funny way. So I don't know. But um I know. Yeah, it's just kind of like we make light of it, but it's also like real serious. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I think I would say 
um, I realized it. Um, I actually went to therapy for about a year um, after a couple really just traumatic um, relationships, things that really just messed me up emotionally. And I just wanted to know, like, what is what is wrong with me that I keep making these decisions or, you know, whatever. So I learned a lot in therapy and a lot of what I I didn't know you went to therapy. I did. Yeah, it was about four years ago. And it was, I got out of a really toxic, you know, relationship with someone. And Mm -hmm. I just sat there and was like, you know what, Allie, like, you have to stop blaming the people that you're dating for this. Like this, you are choosing these people. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to, I wanted to know why I was choosing the same type of man. I was basically choosing the same man, like over and over. So Yeah. um, yeah, I went to therapy. I just put it all out there. And I told myself, told myself I would go for eight weeks but I ended up going for a year and um, totally changed my life and basically what I learned is that um, you know growing up without a father figure not obviously it's different for everyone everyone has different experiences Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. for me um, it kind of did this thing to my mental health where it made me think that I don't really need um, I don't really need or deserve a partner Like I am totally, which, you know, I totally believe we are all a hundred percent whole on our own. Like, you know, and that's something that was always kind of drilled into my head as growing up is that you have to be whole and healed Mm -hmm. on your own. And then you join into partnership with someone else who's whole. And Mm -hmm. I never, it never clicked for me because I never saw a healthy partnership displayed for me. And you know, when you grow up without that, you kind of form your own opinions of what that should look like. And so, um, you know, it's funny, I I played softball growing up. And so I would always be around my friends, parents who had seemingly normal marriages and relationships. So I always based things off of that, because and or like Mm. TV, because I just never saw Mm -hmm. it. Oh, yes. And we know media culture kind of displays this false reality. Yeah. And so I think in a way, what I learned from therapy is that because I never really saw um, a good, healthy display of what a husband or a father should or could be like, I didn't have any standards for myself. Um, Mm. I just didn't think that I deserved a certain standard that I never saw. And so I, I just learned so much from that. And, you know, it's, it's took a long time to understand that it affected me because I always told myself like oh it didn't affect me that I grew up without a dad but it did and I'm mm-hmm. really grateful that um, I'm pretty pretty close to healed from it I think you're aware of it yes. and I feel like that's something well obviously that's the first step of anything being aware that's like a majority of the battle yes I feel like And then doing the work thereafter, I feel like it's just a constant practice with anything. And I've always looked up to you because, like I said, you've always been this independent person. And what you just said, you're whole on your own. And I think I've told myself that. Yeah. But my actions have definitely said otherwise where I have felt anxious without a partner. And this is like the first time in my life where I'm just enjoying my own presence yes. and being whole all by myself. And that codependence, codependency, which I've learned, codependency can also lie in trying to fix other people, yes. not just feeling um, attached to someone. So I've definitely experienced codependency on both ends of the spectrum where I want to help people heal. And I mean, to an extent, I think I can always plant seeds for people, but um yeah just constantly being on them is a form of codependency and then the attachment side of things which I've definitely worked so much on and just like I I said it's a constant practice um a daily practice and that's um how I want to segue into your daily practices. Ooh. So what are some other forms of therapy? I mean, you've done talk therapy, makeup is your art and that is calming to you. And that's like, that's your, that's you being in your element. Yeah. So what other uh, forms of self-care are there for you? Let's see. I, well, I have one of the newest ones that I've started um, in quarantine as well is going on daily walks for at least like 30 minutes. I try to do 45 minutes, um, 
but it's really, really calming for me. I try to do it first thing in the morning, make some coffee and just go walk and not like super fast, just casual walk, look at the trees, Mm -hmm. just listen to a podcast or whatever. And it's like my little space of time. I like to do it alone. And um, it's just been really great for me. I used to think I needed to work out like vigorously every day until I realized that my body was like, please stop. <laughs> like You don't need to do this all the time. So that is one thing um, that I do. And what else? What is another daily ritual? It's funny you mentioned uh-huh. that because um, do you remember me telling you how you're a Pitta in Ayurveda? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I keep bringing it up. Like, I am a Pitta. <laughs> a, a constant conversation with Allie and I. But um, Pitta is actually – don't do too well with intense vigorous exercise so it's I think it's really cool and admirable how you checked in with yourself and was like your body was like don't like just stop it yes <laughs> you don't need that intense exercise because it makes you even more hot and spicy um than what you need and so the grounding to the earth like that and walking and just noticing your surroundings yes. is really 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 good for you your body your mind all that stuff Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel way better when I do like light kind of body weight exercises like yoga or just Mm -hmm. light. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because you taught me about the Pitta. I don't know exactly what it's all called, but yeah, I'm also a Sagittarius, which is another fire sign. So I'm just a fiery, spicy woman. So I just need to relax. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it looks like you're doing that. Yeah. And anything else you can think of? Yeah. So I think the other two things that I've been doing, um, one is I make myself tea, which I just did before you called. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I do that every afternoon. It's like this, I take my time. It's really like important to me. I don't know why. I just love this little ritual. Um, I make decaf Irish breakfast tea from Trader Joe's. It's so good. Um, Really? I've never, ever had anything other than like herbal tea oh my gosh you haven't had black tea never I don't think oh I've had like chai tea but that I mean a dirty chai but that's different okay I'm gonna come over and make you some tea when this is over (laughs) and I do the decaf because I don't want to be like wired all day well I do want to be wired but I try not to be because it's just not do you just drink it straight like that or do you put other stuff no I I put um oat milk or um yeah usually oat milk and then like some honey so good okay okay are you are you still drinking coffee yeah so I I do drink a cup of coffee in the morning uh, but I I really try to just allow myself to have one coffee and try to have it before 10 a.m so um does it affect your sleep no it did um coffee did before but I was drinking it like two a day and I was sipping on it all day it was just too much um so now I try to limit myself to just one so before 10 a.m. Yeah. It's funny because I remember <laughs> when you asked me a couple of years ago, you're like, do you drink coffee? And I was like, no. And you're like, oh, like, how do you even survive? <laughs> like what? It just doesn't make right. sense to me. I was just and shoving like podcasts and coffee down your throat for like many <laughs> years. And you were just like, leave me alone. I know. And she got me on the coffee. Oh. So I actually just, I allow myself. On Saturdays and Sundays in the mornings, that's it. I really don't crave it. It's really for me. I love talking about this because it's even therapeutic just talking about it. So my pour over, my Chemex, Uh it is so therapeutic. Just the the process of making pour over coffee, like and grinding the coffee. Oh my god, you're giving me chills. (laughs) (laughs) This is like my coffee porn, you guys. I know. And then just like the slowness of uh, letting the coffee bloom and letting it drip and then getting my milk warm. I think I told you about the the full fat coconut milk that I use and I put a little bit of cinnamon in there and that's it. So good. It is so good. If you ever want a glass or a glass, a cup of um, pour over coffee, come to my house. I will make absolutely (laughs) it is so therapeutic you're such Um, an angel like I can't even imagine only letting myself have like that much like you're so disciplined (laughs) I would I'm such a like I need coffee in my life but it's it's really more of a mental thing and like you said that whole like experience that whole ritual yes I love it it's an experience and that's why I save it on the weekends for myself and I I look forward to it and I mean everyone's different like 
there's no right or wrong way. But for me, I just want to look forward to it. It's special experience during the week. I'll, I'll do fine without it because yeah, I don't want to, I don't know. I just don't want yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to drink it during the right. week. Um, but yeah, on the weekends I allow myself and it's great. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So you still drink coffee, you make yes. your tea afternoon and then where were we? Where oh, were um, we I, was, I think I was going to tell you one more ritual. It's not really yeah. a ritual, but I really started taking off my makeup like really thoroughly every night. Ooh, um, I yeah. take like 20 minutes and do my skincare. Um, so that's something that is like a little hug to myself because I always kind of like bullshitted it before. So, um, yeah, that's something I've been doing and I've been waking up feeling really good about that. Wow. I love that. Yeah. 20 minutes. Do you have a video on this? I don't, but I should make one. I should. Yeah, you totally should. I feel like a lot of women would love to see how Allie referred to it. <laughs> it's pretty much with like a power hose. That's pretty much because it's so much makeup. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just like stand outside and like power wash. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lay down. <laughs> oh my God. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's the self care. Yes. Let's chat about the self love. And I'm talking about like real self love. Like that is the physical side of things. But what, how do you like set boundaries for yourself? I love this so much because I feel like you are the type of person when you need your space. Yes. You need yes. your space and you need that alley time. You can't like, <sighs> what am I trying to say? Like have someone else's energy around you like all the time. So, so talk to me about that. Yeah. So let's see. I don't, you know, I don't know when that really started because I feel like looking back, I was really, really like uh, more of an outgoing um, person that needed people's energy a lot. But now Mm -hmm. I think um, I'm definitely a very empathic person. And mm-hmm. no matter what someone's mood is around me, I completely absorb it. And not, mm-hmm. not only do I absorb it, but when people tell me about their problems, I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is our problem now. I'm a part of this and I'm going to solve it for you, <laughs> which yes. is good and bad. Um, mm-hmm. And another thing that I learned about in therapy too, is that, um, like you said, I think you mentioned that actually of codependency, which I totally have, by the way. If it sounded like I was totally healed from that, I'm totally <laughs> not. I'm still jacked up. I think we all do. We all do to an extent. Yes. Some might be more than others. I but think it's yeah, just I think different. All... Like for for me, it's always been let me solve your problems and trying to take mm-hmm. people's responsibility off of them because I I mm-hmm. feel the weight of them. Um, mm-hmm. And the same thing when mm-hmm. people are happy, I feel that too. So I would say um, – I learned a lot about boundaries from my mom um, talking to her. Mm-hmm. She's like, when, when stuff hits the fan for me, whether it's in my um, romantic relationship or my friendships, I call my mom and I just tell her and I, she just listens. Sometimes she'll ask me like, do you want advice or do you just want me to listen? And I'm like, girl, I want advice. That's why I called you. <laughs> but um, she always just helps me with that because it's something she struggled with too. And she's, done a lot of work to fix um not fix it but heal from it and better herself so I think Mm -hmm. um the best thing I do is I wait so like when something happens um if there's a little bit of you know a disagreement or an argument or something that upsets me I pretty much like force myself to wait to respond because I'm really really um kind of kind of a temper I'm a little bit impulsive and <laughs> very fiery and like you said yeah. I sometimes just say things exactly how I think them and it's it's really been really bad for for friendships of mine um my best friend Joelle who you know um mm-hmm. and her and I have worked on this a lot over the years because I used to just you know say things that are really hurtful and it's it's not always okay just because you know you're a blunt person you still have to be you know, mindful of what you're saying. So I always give myself some time to think, to respond to Mm -hmm. things. So that's like a form of self-love for me because whenever I do it, I'm so proud of myself because I, I feel myself responding in a more responsible, um, sensitive way. And then I'm like, Oh, I have self-control. This is great. (laughs) 
No, I love that so yeah. much. Rather than reacting, it's literally changed, it's saved my relate like my romantic relationship. It really has because, <laughs> um, because I used to just respond like if I was upset or if my feelings were hurt or if I felt like unwanted or ignored or I don't know just disagreed with. I I have a really hard time hearing no when people tell me no. I'm like, Same. Um, okay, well, let me figure out how to, like, manipulate you. Change yeah. your mind. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. I'm so guilty of emotional manipulation. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. You know what? We should look into there. Like, I don't know really where that comes from, but I want to know more about that because I am. I do, too. Yeah. And it's, I think, also, um, going into that, self-love, for me, looks like um, choosing people that will tell me no because, that's one of the key things I learned in therapy too, was that I, ch- I used to choose friendships and relationships with people that I could completely control. And, um, mm. and that was like, maybe not even consciously, but over the years, um, I have intentionally, basically, when, <laughs> it sounds so weird to say, but like, when someone tells me no, I get super triggered by it. And like you said, I try to figure out how can I manipulate this? Because there's just no way I'm going to accept this. And I've Mm -hmm. really worked through relationships where, especially with my current partner, like he'll say Mm -hmm. like, hey, I don't agree with that. And I'm not comfortable with that. And I have to walk away because I'm like, (laughs) I don't understand what you're saying. But um, (laughs) going through that and just having people hold me accountable, um, I think is also been a good form of self-love for me. Mm, I love that. So I think relationships are one of the quickest ways to get to know yourself. Yes. They are a huge mirror or like your partner can be a huge mirror for yourself. And I think you're in one that's allowing you to grow so much. And in my past partnership with my romantic partner, why am I talking like this? (laughs) It's like the respectful way we're supposed to say it, right? We're not like, we're supposed to say like our partner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Partner. Um, I'm sorry if you hear. Oh no, that's okay. Can you hear them? I think I can a little bit, but that's okay. I like it. Yeah. Okay. They're just like, this is our house. We have four dogs, you guys, and they're just crazy at all times. Um, okay. So yeah, I was saying that he was a huge mirror for me. He brought up so many things, and I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Why you're telling me I, I don't I, understand. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to do it. Please delete that part. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that oh. so much. It's literally what comes to mind when I'm like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> like, what is going on? Um, but, yeah, that, that really shed a light on how I was responding to things, and I was on autopilot. I wasn't. Well, I'm sorry. I wasn't responding. I was reacting and I was on autopilot. And these are things that were picked up from childhood, seeing my parents um, that way. And then just like environmental factors, like along the way, and just not really having those awakening moments to allow me to to wake up exactly and see, okay, Kiara, like maybe it's not the other person's responsibility maybe I can take some responsibility here and see how I'm like playing a role into this argument or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be um and that takes a lot because I think ego um wants to take over and be like what do you mean you're telling me now like I'm right I'm right and ego wants to be right and doesn't want to admit fault um yes but yeah I think I see a lot of growth there and you are such an empathic person because I remember when I was coming to you about my relationship um, issues like years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, not years ago, maybe like a year ago mm-hmm. or so. And then um, actually, it got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And you're like, Kiara, come live with me. <laughs> come bring your dogs. I don't care. Come stay here. Oh my and you're God. just like, you just wanted to take everything off my plate. Yeah. And you're just like, like a hundred percent I can agree with that and you just want to fix everyone's problems and not see them in pain and you know that's how deeply empathic you are you care so much but then of course I ended up not doing that and staying you know you did stay with me for a little bit we had a couple little sleepovers and you know what I think just knowing that you could have um 
is mm-hmm. is pretty much just as effective. Like just you know knowing, and you know what? It's Going there. Back to like my mom, I talk about my mom a lot because she's like my hero. But I learned that and got that from her because she all my life she treats people like that. Like if you, you know, whatever she can spare in her heart or financially or mentally, like she gives it all. If she can help, she helps. So um, it's good and bad. Um, I definitely have been taken advantage of a lot um, in my life because of it, but I've Mm. never not wanted to be this way at the end of the day because it's just, it's really just how most of my family is. Like if, if I was in a bad place, I could call my mom or my sister and they would be there like, like no questions asked. And um, that's just, I think, I think that's what made me feel super loved and protected my whole life. And I just like, so badly want to extend that to everyone else. Like when they're in pain, I'm like, Ooh, let me like, let me just take this away. Like, let me take your burden on because like I can bear it. And I don't, (laughs) I can't always Mm -hmm. bear it, but in my mind I can. So Maybe because you saw your, yeah, like you said, you saw your mom doing it and you're yeah. like, she can carry so much exactly. weight and with, with the, the many, um, hats she had to wear. Yeah. And I think that, and the roles. yeah, I think it ties back into the other thing you mentioned about being really independent or having the need for alone time, because I also didn't realize pretty much my whole life that, um, I used to get really irritable with people and I still do sometimes, but I've kind of filtered out my friend group to where I'm pretty much just have like you know my best friend and then my boyfriend and then other acquaintances and close friends but um, pretty much everyone that I'm close with now you know we've worked on things and they understand this about me but I definitely need that alone time because of the empathic nature that I have because it if I don't get away from people I never stop feeling their feelings so I have to go alone in a room to just feel my feelings so I'm really fortunate now that my partner is extremely independent too and he um, really respects that and it's it's really awesome that um, him and I are both independent it's really good for for me you know my friend and I were just talking about that Mm -hmm. how her um at the beginning, she had some trust issues uh-huh. um, within her relationship because of past relationship trauma. Yeah. And her partner was like, he's just a great man yeah. like, all around. And her partner was like, um, listen, I understand you have trust issues, but we're not both going to torture ourselves by continuing this if you can't just trust me. Like he was like very independent. He's like, when I'm with my friends, like, yeah, I'm going to be with my friends and I'm going to be present. And I'm, I, I might not always be by my phone and have yeah. time to answer, you know, and just so fiercely independent. He's like, so we can either, you know, keep torturing each other and just end this, or we can, you know, try to move past this yeah. together and be our own people. That sounds so together. mature. Is he like 30? <laughs> <laughs> He has to be 30. <laughs> yeah, I think he's definitely older, but I don't know how, how old he was at the time because they've been together for a while. That sounds but, like um... a man with a salary job and a 401k. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I appreciated it because I was like, wow, like, yeah. it's just, it's so hard to do and you might not get it right off the bat, um, but I think it's a, a regular practice just like with everything. Um but I really admire that about the both of you. You both need your space and you both come together when you've taken care of yourself. Because otherwise, then you just dump each other's shit on each other. Yeah. And you're getting on each other's nerves. Yeah. And then that's when that creates tension. And then you blame each other. And that's when the whole, like, just toxicity of the relationship begins. But I don't see that at all with you guys. I love your partnership. Thanks. We were joking the other day because I'm here in Nova and I haven't seen. Well, he came by the other day and we saw each other from, like, 12 feet apart with masks no way yeah he came by for because he came home for Easter but it's funny Uh because I I checked in with him and I'm like hey I'm gonna stay here for a couple more weeks if you're okay with it and he's like you know you have to come back right you can't just not come back (laughs) my sister was laughing because she's like Allie don't you want to go back and like be around your boyfriend I'm like yeah of course but like I'm fine (laughs) oh my god see I love that but you I know what? That. It's because he, um, well, and you know, we've been dating for a long time. Um, How long has it been? It's been uh, three years. Oh, three years. Funny and, like, story. Four months. <laughs> Do you remember when we were volunteering? Oh my gosh. Yes. 
we were volunteering together here in our hometown and we were like you were you were still going to school here yeah in in northern virginia and you were like yeah this guy like asked me out oh my god and i was like you were like i don't know but yeah tell us about it tell me about it again i just remember that like i've i've seen the progression yeah so um can you hear me yeah okay sorry um so yeah we met in community college and he he's a bit younger than me about three years and um at the time cougar yes girl (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so at the time he wasn't 21 quite yet and so I was like I know (laughs) so funny to think back um but yeah I just um I had been single for like a year I was not interested in him or anyone else but he mm-hmm. was just really persistent, like politely persistent, charming. And um, eventually I was like, okay, when you turn 21, you can take me on a date. <laughs> and so he did. And then. Um, what? Like he actually turned 21. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, um, <laughs> we waited till he turned 21. We were just like texting and flirting. And then um, we ended up going on dates and we hung out for a lo- like a, a while, months and months mm-hmm. before we became an official couple. But. Yeah, it was really sweet, and um, we've had our ups and downs like every other couple, but um, we have made it pretty far, and I'm really fortunate for him because we both, like you said, have really grown as people individually because he um, is so much different than any guy I've been with. Because of that, he gives me he gives me the space that I need, and he isn't in any way like um, possessive, and I've had issues with possessive men in my past life. But mm-hmm. he's, he's just, like, basically, like, hey, I see who you are, and I love it, and I just want you to be who you are, and I don't want to, like, control it or change mm-hmm. it. He's just, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's – he's also a Scorpio man, if that tells you anything. Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio. So he could pretty much – I always think of Drake. Yes. <laughs> he pretty much could thrive being alone all day, too. So we um, – I love yeah, it. Yeah, it works for us. <laughs> Good, good. And you had mentioned prior to that, prior to uh, meeting Emmanuel, you were single Uh for a year. What was that like? Because I'm currently in that. And, you know, I think at the beginning, I was like, this is weird. I and especially like the relationship I was in was like eight, eight years. And then I tried to get into something else. And then I was like, wow, like, this is really strange, like not speaking to anyone because I haven't done that since like before I started even having boyfriends in like middle school yeah um it was you know it was a lot of things it was definitely painful and in a lot of moments because um I basically just had to face myself I guess and um at the time I was um let's see I dated someone before that ended really really painfully and so I basically just told myself okay Allie you're going to become the best version of yourself and you're going to do it for yourself and by yourself. And I just got so absorbed into this like thought of like, and I looking back um, at at the time, I thought it was really healthy in some of the ways looking back, it was probably just a a way for me to try to control what I could. But um, it was also one of the best things I've ever done for myself because not only was I single, but I decided I intentionally chose to be celibate during that time. Mm, so I, wasn't, I remember that. Yeah, I was like, I was like and I still am um, a Christian. I'm, I'm still, um, I still believe in Jesus. I still drink the mm-hmm. Jesus juice. But at the time, <laughs> I was doing it for more of a religious um, reason. But um, yeah, it was, it was amazing because when I made that mental decision of like, okay, you're not going to open up like your mind, soul, or body to anyone. You're just going to be in your own space. It really, really forced me to like figure out who I was and what I wanted. And it healed me so that when I did come across someone, I wasn't just like, yeah, yeah, I'll go on a date with you. Even if you're a piece of like, you're the the worst guy. (laughs) I, it made me more choosy because by the time I met um, my boyfriend, I was very particular. I was not at all in a rush. And he, you know, we talk about that now, him and I, about how that literally set the foundation for us to have a really strong relationship because I was a very whole person. Um, 
at the time that we met and still am. But especially at that time, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm good with or without you (laughs) kind of thing. So um, I think it's amazing. I'm like, I feel excited for you just thinking about it. I feel so excited for you. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised with how much I'm enjoying it now. I think at first it hurt a lot yeah. and it stung and it was uncomfortable. But then I, I always bring up this reference because I think it's really cool. Um, I was sitting in the bathtub the other night and I was like uh-huh. looking around and just looking at myself. And I was like, wow, this is strange. Like, this is what it feels like. And yeah. it didn't really hit until then. And I just like hugged myself. And then... <gasps> mm. um. I, I referenced it. I was to like to an ice bath because I used to take these ice baths with my previous partner mm-hmm. and it was so uncomfortable at first. It hurt. Mm. It stung. I like screamed, but then the longer you sit in that ice bath, the more and more comfortable you get. Mm. And that's how I feel like right now, like the more comfortable I get with just myself oh my and gosh. discovering that self-worth because I feel like it was lacking so much and I didn't realize how much it was lacking because I kept betraying myself in so many ways. Like you said, like choosing these um, identical partners for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's not really like self-love if they were treating you in a certain way and like you just kept betraying yourself and you know, that was me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm discovering this whole new world of true self-love and true self-worth yeah. and knowing that I'm more than just a face. And like, I have all these other aspirations for myself and like, what does Kiara want to do? Yes. What, is, what does Kiara feel? And like, just putting myself first. Whereas before I was like, Oh, what does so-and-so need and how can I fulfill their needs? And this is my responsibility. And like, you know, I just, yeah. I've never ever been this way. So I, I am looking forward to it. It's going to be amazing. Um, it is amazing. Like said, <laughs> it is. It is. And like you said, there's like absolutely no rush. Like I feel that already. Like I feel like I know what I would be searching for in my next partner and there's no rush and, and like saying no to people that, that don't fit that criteria because I mean, I'm a 27 year old woman. I'm not you are grown, here to baby. waste. <laughs> I'm grown. I'm not here to waste time with so like true. people who aren't, um, who who aren't whole themselves too exactly um so I think once I once I stumble across that you know I'm not looking right now I'm really I'm just enjoying myself yeah and I love it yeah it's um I looking back I I really cherish that year of my life I mean I literally woke up every day and like you said I ate what I wanted I did what I wanted I flirted with who I wanted I went to church (laughs) when I wanted I and and I think I learned um, in that time, too, that um, and I think this is, again, what set a foundation for my relationship to to be healthy um, is that I'm OK by myself. So I think mm. when when we learn um, and obviously, you know, that took me, I think, 25 years to learn. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because I never mm-hmm. felt like that before. I le- I didn't I never felt like I was OK by myself. I've always been codependent mostly on friendships um Mm. but I've always been my codependency was always that I want people to need me and um again something I kind of got from my childhood but when I don't feel like someone absolutely needs me then I don't feel like necessary I don't feel loved so yeah yeah that's that's something that I've had to work on and when that time came that I was alone, nobody needed me. People maybe like wanted, you know, let me go out with you or let's hang out, but nobody was like needing me. And I had to sit in that. And it was really painful because I had to realize that like at the end of the day, this sounds so like dark, but I think it's true. At the end of the day, like we're going to, we came into this world alone. We're going to die alone and we have to be able to sit in our own body and love who we are because we can, like you yeah. said, like you're in a, when you're in a relationship for a long time, it's really easy to just be like, well, I really want to work on this, but I'll just do it later because so-and-so wants me to do this. And it's yeah. just really hard to balance it. And I think being single is just, I, I think it's amazing. I think we're going to have yeah. the best time. Thank you. Yeah. And what you just said, it, it really drives home because before you want to be with someone else for the rest of your life, you have to be with yourself. Yeah. You have to want to be with yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I think 
a lot of people don't sit in that and ask themselves that. I think too, and like really- a lot of people don't ask themselves if they are if they are a good partner that someone else would want to be with. Because, you know, I think that we all naturally just look at others and say like, this is what I want. What can you give for me? But during mm-hmm. that year, I looked at myself and was like, am I a, a woman that I would value? Like, mm-hmm. what am I bringing to the table to a prospective partner? Or like, you know, yeah. and I really worked on becoming that version of myself that I wanted to offer to someone that I thought, you know, and I don't think that we do that enough. I think we constantly are looking at what, what can our partner do for me or what they, what are they not fulfilling for me? And um, so, yeah, that was valuable for me too. Well, there you go, ladies and gents, (laughs) you've seen it firsthand. Someone who felt really broken and she made herself whole and then she found a partner that they both better each other and they both better themselves continuously. So yeah, you're, like I said, you're an inspiration. Well, you know what? There's definitely some bumps in the road there. So (laughs) it hasn't been perfect, but I don't want to make it seem like it has because it definitely has been, you know, just like every relationship has its ups and downs and it's painful times, but it is um, all in all, I'm very grateful for it. My relationship. It's kind of like spoosty. Yes. Like, it's just a beautiful mess. It's messy and imperfect. Yes, messy and imperfect. Yep. <laughs> so what are, um, let's see, the future endeavors that you have. Mm-hmm. We talked about, you know, where the cre- you want to be a content creator, mm-hmm. blogger, working from home on your own schedule. But we don't know exactly where that's going to be. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Just kind of taking it day by day. Yep, exactly. So I'm just... Um, taking it day by day, putting out content. I'm really excited to be out of school because I've been taking like 18 credits. So that takes up a lot of my day. So I'm excited to be able to do it more full time. And um, yeah, it's it's just something I really want, um, especially for when I have children and get married and stuff. I really want to be like a working stay at home mom. So um, that's like been my dream. (laughs) I want to work from home and stay home and like raise my little baby. So Hopefully it works out. <laughs> you you had said something to me that really like it's it's a big question today with like feminism and stuff and you you were like this sounds like really anti-feminist but I really want to be like a stay-at-home yeah. mom. But there's no shame in it. Like I Yeah. But, and then you're still like doing the things that you want to do just from home at your own pace on your own schedule. Right. I think that's more empowering than anything. And then having to juggle kids and a family on top of that, like, I feel like being a stay at home mom can actually be the hardest job in the world, but the most fulfilling oh my gosh. in yeah, my opinion. It's, it's crazy. Like, I don't know how people do it. And I, I personally would love to, to work, you know, try to contribute in some way financially if possible. Um, mostly just because, um, honestly, I was always raised yeah. to like have my own just in case you never know. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I'll, yeah, I, no, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I, I honestly also just like to work. Um, so and I just, you know, ideally, I, I totally get that. That's all a very privileged life, like being able to work from home is a privilege, raising your own kids is a privilege. Yeah. So I, I mm-hmm. plan to work extremely hard to make it happen. I realize that it's you know, not everybody gets it. So I'm going to try to be able to make that a reality. I love that. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up the show. I have been asking guests a new question that I think relates better to the show. It makes me really excited. What makes you human? What makes me human? Because it is the human experience and all. Yes, it (laughs) is. Okay. What makes me human? I would say what makes me human is that I am a complete mess. <laughs> yes, boosty. that is yeah. Is that I'm a complete boosty. That's what makes me human. Is I just I'm just taking life day by day, and I'm okay with being a mess basically and trying my best. <laughs> That's it. I love that. That's yes. perfect. Um, okay. So where can the people find you? Give us the, the lowdown on where to find Allie. Okay. Well, right now I'm on my couch. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. I had to do like one joke. Um, 
you can find me on Instagram at Allie Rupert. It's A-L-L-Y and then Rupert is R-U-P-A-R-D. Um, you can also find me at spoosty.com and spoosty on Instagram. It's S-P-O-O-S-T-I-E. That's where I'm at. And YouTube as well. Um, Allie Rupert on YouTube. So you're, you put out posts every day on Instagram, Pretty much. I try to. That's the goal, but it doesn't always happen. And they're like, they're makeup tutorials, you guys. So if you need a quick, like a one minute video on how to make your face that day, then just go to (laughs) Ali's page and get some inspo. And then YouTube, how often do you drop I am on a three time a week schedule and I do um, beauty and incorporate some lifestyle stuff on there too. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, I will link those in the show notes so people can find you easily. But I think that's all we have today, guys. Thank Um, you for having me. I'm so... No, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think this conversation was really inspiring and deep. As always, we love our conversation. So thank Thank you. you. I appreciate you. And I will catch up with you later. Until next time, guys. Thanks for listening, guys, to another episode of the Human Experience Podcast. I do always appreciate your love via Instagram DMs and now any ratings or reviews that you have to give my podcast. I would love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, And of course, feel free to share with friends and family so that others can hear my voice too. Until next time.